Thank you for tuning in to The Truth with Trinity, and I am your host, Trinity. And if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I'd like to sing you a warm welcome. Here I talk about issues that happen within the Black community, hopefully for some resolution, or at least some food for thought to go about your daily way. So without further ado, I'd like to jump into this episode's topic, which is how Black men killing other Black men benefits society. So, you know, there's many societies. There's American society. There's secret societies. I didn't say how it benefits Black society, but how it benefits society in general. But before I get started, I would like to send a special thank you to all my um, old school subscribers that's been hanging with me since day one and all my new subscribers. Also, everyone that leaves a comment is very special to me. Um, I, you know, I thank you for that, you know, just to think and to hope that, you know, this word is touching at least one person that maybe can grab something out of it. Um, so I want to send a special thank you. And if you haven't yet and you, um, you know, you're filling the content, uh, you can hit the subscribe button, the like button or the share button to, uh, share with other people. So I wanted to go back into, um, how black men killing other black men benefits society as black people both men and women we must recognize part of what landed our ancestors in this oppressive predicament instead of black men continuing to see his own black brothers as enemies which in retrospect distracts him from his real enemies okay so let's talk about what the black man's real enemy is it's the potential of being great and the potential greatness of many black men's lives being snuffed out too soon. So we've got so many different black men that could have been so many different things in this world, but they're dying too soon, okay, at the hands of other black men. The plantation-like trap of selling drugs, then back and forth to prison and court, okay? The short life expectancy of the average black man. The suffering of black children growing up without fathers because they're either uh, deceased or they're in prison for long jail sentences. Idolizing material objects like money, houses. Um, no, not just so much housing, but, you know, money and drugs. And, and sometimes it can be houses, okay, uh, and property. Over your own safety and valuing your family. Holding grudges with other black men. Okay, failing to see the similarities with other black men and amplifying or magnifying your differences. So instead of black men, you know, majoring on what's different amongst themselves, they need to start to learn how to see what's the same. You know, you guys going through the same struggle, basically just trying to feed yourself and your family at the end of the day. Okay, instead of worrying about how much he's making or how to take away what the next black man has. Okay versus trying to figure out a way where you know not every black man can be friends you know but to find a way to make money together so that leads me back once again to how black men killing other black men benefits society so i want to start off with a little history during slavery black men were forced to whip and torture their own fellow black man as a form of punishment and to ultimately cause hatred amongst slaves okay so you know, back then, you know, if one slave uh, did something wrong, um, 
he would have to take maybe even a slave that didn't even do anything, okay? Uh, uh, another black man that didn't even do anything just about his way around the plantation. Take him, tie him up, you know, kill him, torture him, beat him, tar feather him, something, okay? And this is what's in our bloodline that we must remove as black people, okay? Before we can speak on prevention, let's first discuss why black men kill other black men, Okay, black men are divided by money, resources or lack thereof, skin tone, and a lack of, once again, resources and drugs. Every race in America has a place or something they are stereotypically known for. You know, Asians are known for this. You know, uh, whites are known for this. And then we have black men, though. Black men, uh, with black men, it is drugs, violence, and incarceration. So I'm going to make a small disclaimer right here. This does not apply to every black man, um, but this is a problem that, you know, we do face and have been facing for quite a bit of time in this country. Okay. Black men are also conditioned to display their masculinity in ways that are counterproductive to black society. Okay. So a lot of our black men and a lot of our black boys are conditioned to grow up thinking that holding a gun in their hand, um, terrorizing their communities um, you know, things of that nature, you know, producing, you know, many children without being married is called being masculine. But those things are counterproductive to the black society, you know, versus the black man saying, hey, I don't have to hold a gun to be strong. You know, I don't have to have a thousand women to be a man. And I need to go get my education to help out my black society. Okay. Um, and because of lack of resources, Black men are conditioned to fight each other instead of finding ways to multiply their earnings together, okay? So instead of black men dividing, okay, which keeps us further in the hole as black people, you know, black men need to come together, you know, with ways that they can multiply their earnings. And I'm not saying to multiply with strange black men that you don't know, but the black men that you claim that you guys are friends, Okay, which is really rare nowadays, right? Like, who's really friends nowadays? But, you know, to at least be able to come to some type of camaraderie to where you can build things together. Because um, you can do it quicker and faster when you have unity. Because of the unresolved mentality of slavery, many black men and black women have a thought process of wanting to be the only black person that has, has a house or a car or a particular job or object Versus understanding that it is perfectly okay if another black person has nice things. And that it doesn't diminish from the nice things that you may have. You know, because that's a, a illness within the black community. You know, we want to be that token black. We might say that we don't, but a lot of us have it ingrained in our head that we've got to be the only black person with something nice. You know, we, we may say that we don't hate on other people, but we get deep down resentment and jealousy when another black person has something that we may have or maybe even better um, than the things that we have. And as black people, if we're going to get somewhere, then we need to be comfortable with other black people having it because how other races of people look at it as as long as one of theirs have it you know, they feel better than someone else outside of their race having it. And you know, with black people with the slave mentality, we feel the opposite. We feel more comfortable with other people having things as long as our black people don't have anything, or at least we're the only black person. So we need to change that. Um, it doesn't take away from what we have as black people individually when we see another black person having nice things as well. 
This comes from the result of black people being brainwashed into believing that they are unworthy of having nice things or feel threatened when another black person has nice things as well. Because, okay, so I want to go into now things and the reasons why, you know, our black men are killing other black men, okay? Number one, because it is so often seen with black women working and providing, most black men grow up not feeling the urgency to go educate themselves and stay out of trouble. Because subconsciously, they may feel as though their mother or another female they know will handle financial affairs. So, you know, um, subconsciously, black men don't feel the urgency um, that other men may feel like, hey, I, I got to go get my education. I have to go, you know, um, develop some type of skill or trade because I have to, you know, provide. I have to have a house. I have to have somewhere to live, you know, and cars and things of that nature because subconsciously they've seen their mother all their life a lot of times provide or they know a girlfriend or something that they can go live off of. So their first thought isn't at the age of 16 years old and 15 and 17, like, oh, I need to start preparing myself for 21 and 25 to have these things because they're saying, well, I already, I'm always going to have a place to live. I'm always going to have a place to land my head. Okay. Which gives the young black male the illusion that he has idle time to become familiar with the streets instead of himself and his educational studies. And as we well know, the streets is a very empty and lonely place and it's a road to nowhere especially for our young black men okay number two many black men are misinformed by older black men about the false glorious lifestyle of the streets without mentioning the cons which leads many young black men astray okay so they're mentioning about this uh, money that's short-lived that they're making and things of that nature, okay? But the, a lot of the older black men that have retired from the streets, if they survive that long, aren't mentioning the things that they've had to go through. And those are the things that, that the young black men need to be educated on. Number three, many young black boys yearn to follow and emulate the men that surround them. And with a lot of our young black males growing up in the urban area, if, especially if they're missing a father, you know, that this is what they're seeing. So, of course, you know, as a young person, you're going to want to emulate or, you know, set yourself like the people that surround you. Okay. And that's unfortunate for a lot, a lot of our young black men. Or they may have a father themselves. Okay. That is in this type of dangerous lifestyle. And so, of course, naturally, not all the time. Some of them do escape and, you know, become successful. Um, other than non-criminal behavior, but a lot of times they end up wanting to do exactly what they see. So this is why it's generational, um, the situations that's going on with our young black men. Number four, instead of the black man working hard for what he desires, he has the mentality to take what another black man has, even if he has to take another black man's life forward. Okay, and that's where it gets into really a lot of generational curses for the black man and black woman. But we're talking about black men right here. The fact that you feel like you have to kill another black man. You know, you shouldn't be killing anybody regardless of race. But when we're talking about black men killing other black men, you know, instead of going and working hard for what you want. in this generation especially, you know, this is a microwave generation where they feel like they have to have everything instantaneously versus going out there you know, getting a little sweat and, and having to wait. Okay. So this is not about obtaining a Ferrari within a week. Okay. This is about taking the time to develop your personality and your skills, uh, to get the things that you want in life. And that's what builds true character. Okay. Um, also number five, 
black men are taught that in order to be seen as a man or the man, he must commit, excuse me, he must commit violence or murder on his fellow man, you know, and that's big in the African-American community, you know, um, it's like, like I said, a rite of passage or, or so, of some sort to have to kill um, or hurt or violate um, one of your own black brothers, um, you know, to see them as an enemy. And this and this is what makes you a man or the black man a man, uh, quote unquote. If black men spent their time working, teaching their children and maintaining their homes, they would be too exhausted to create mischief. And, you know, I made a um, episode a while back that says, you know, the black man's disrespect to the black woman leads to his increased rate of homicide. Um, you know, a lot of black men were like, what are you talking about? Because I said, you know, if black men spent more of their time doing the things that they were supposed to do, like taking care of their family, going to work, providing, uh, teaching their children, being there, they wouldn't have time to be on the street like that to get killed by cops. You know, so that's a very strong rationale. You know, if black men were where they were supposed to be at, so I'm not saying 100% this would cure the issue, but, you know, when we talk about being into mischief and doing some of the things that they are doing, which is um, uh, a waste of time, and they would be somewhere, you know, with their families, you know, taking care of what they needed to, spending time with their wives and things of that nature and building things for their children, they wouldn't have time to be on the street to be targeted by cops nowhere near as much. Okay, number six, the black man convinced himself that he was going into business for himself by selling drugs or at least the next best thing. Because a lot of black men, you know, I understand it's in a man's nature not to want to work for other people, but they uh, convinced themselves that selling drugs was the next best thing to owning their own business. When he continues to ignore the great wickedness and abomination that goes along with it. By selling drugs to your own children, women, and men inside your communities. Having to dehumanize other black men that also leads to mistrusting other fellow black men. Because you don't know who's going to set you up at that point. And it's all a whole web of mistrusting your own black brothers that surround you every day. Sounds miserable, right? Number seven, instead of building, cultivating, protecting, and being a force of guidance through the unification of the black man, black men are taught that the opposite makes them a man, which is killing more black men, hating your fellow brother that you should love because it was designed for black men to continue to take from each other so that both end up with nothing. Okay, so that's the whole design right there for the black man to continue to rob and kill their black man across the street. So at the end of the day, both black men don't have anything. Okay, number eight, black men killing other black men serves as a benefit to others because they don't have to worry about competing with black men for positions as far as being seen as a family man or provider. So as long as black men are killing each other and they're heavily focused on surviving to kill each other and rob each other, other people don't have to worry about sharing their positions and sharing loans and sharing uh, job applications. They don't have to worry about uh, sharing some of their spotlight of, as being seen as the family man or provider or the king. They don't have to share that spotlight as long as majority of the black men are concentrated on uh, self-sabotaging each other. 
As long as black men continue to kill each other, they will continue to kill potential presidents, scientists, doctors, air pilots, inventors, bankers, teachers, scholars, husbands, fathers, and leaders. Okay? So think about how many black men that are dying and young black men and even older black men that are dying that could have been these things. Okay? As long as black men focus on killing each other, they will continue to miss the bigger picture, which is their purpose to live. Our black men are missing a purpose to live because otherwise they wouldn't be so eager to die. So if so many, you know, black men, they're, they're missing, excuse me, so many black men are missing a purpose to live why they were born and why they were created they're not focusing on that you know a lot of our young black brothers um subconsciously and consciously have been taught that their life is worthless that their life is just to exist and then just to die especially through the song lyrics and and tv and and things of that nature and, and even through unfortunately some parents that may feel bad about themselves telling you know the children that you know so you know, it's very important for our young black men to have a purpose of living. You know, when, they, when they're when they young, ask them what they want to be when they grow up. Focus, like I said once before, on what they like to do. And make sure they have an environment where they can practice those things. You know, if they want to be a carpenter, if they like building furniture, um, if they like cars, um, if they like the engines of, um, you know, if they like mechanics, if they like electronics. You know, they have to have a purpose to live because other than that... You know, they have energy inside, but they, they'll they'll mistake them being brave and courageous for them being eager to die, which is not what we need um, from the black man. Number nine, the black man was taught that he must be rough and violent to be considered a man. Number 10, if black men find difficulty in valuing other black men's lives, then he will never value his own black women and children's lives, okay? So if black men have a problem with valuing the lives of their own fellow black men, they're definitely going to have a hard time valuing other black women and children's lives. Number 11, black men are placed underneath a spell, a hypnotized daily uh, and hypnotized daily through lyrics. So let me repeat that again. Black men are placed underneath a spell and hypnotized daily through lyrics that killing other black men and taking other black men's lives is perfectly okay when it's not. Okay. Number 12, black men are taught that the only way they can survive is by killing other black men. When in actuality, the black man is too blind to see that other black men is all he really has. Your own fellow black brother is all you really have when it boils down to it. And it's so sad, even for us as black people in general, both black men and women, you know, because black women have the same problems, you know, um, you know, they're in competition, you know, a lot of insecurity that goes on um, between black women. Um, trying to cut each other down, not realizing that our struggles are quite similar, you know, and, and so we're speaking about the black man today. Uh, black men killing other black men distracts black men from being productive and living a fulfilling life. So as long as black men are concentrated 
on things like selling rocks and going back to prison and what court date they have. This is distracting the black man from his true productivity and living a fulfilling life. It lessens the availability of black men to black women. So, you know, are black men dying so much and being incarcerated? There's millions of black men that are locked up. You know, think about all those husbands and fathers and, you know, that could have been accessible to the black woman. You know, because that's what the black woman is missing is the black men in the home. So it's not just about the dysfunction between black men and women. It's about the fact that a lot of black men, you know, are, are gone. They're away. Uh, number 13. Why does the black man continue to pass down a legacy of drug dealing and killing to his young men that he knows that will eventually have them locked up unable to advance in life due to a criminal record or being six feet underneath in a grave. Number 14, when will the black man wake up to recognize that it was designed for him to feel powerful for killing another black man? Because most likely you will get away with it because they don't care if you kill one of your own as long as it isn't one of them. Because it was designed as such, okay? Why do you think there are so many unsolved murders that include black men? Because they are not trying to solve them. Did you really think you covered your tracks that well? You know, and I think, you know, black men, like I said, a lot of black men are displaying their masculinity in ways that are counterproductive you know, in the black society and black communities. And a lot of black men are feeling like, oh, I killed someone. They're never going to find out. No, it's not that they're never going to find out. They don't want to find out. And when the black man starts to realize this, he will realize that the joke is on him to continue on this generational cycle from older man to young man and so forth to have this ritual to keep killing other black men, to carry on this ill legacy of keep killing other black men like you thought that you were so cold that you got away no you're not that cold you didn't cover up your tracks that that well it's just that they don't care about you killing your own black man okay um as long as the black man continues to kill other black men he shall remain blind and continue to walk in darkness okay so i wanted to uh, leave with an end note you know I really hope that we as black people can get things together. Um, that's why I'm out here trying to help out. And it's up to each and every one of us to help another black woman or man out. You know, we need to start helping each other, okay? And um, I believe that the black man will wake up, even if one wakes up every day. You know, if we can get a little bit here and there of black men and women to wake up, um, that pretty much uh, concludes this segment. I do love my brothers out there um, and any sisters that may be uh, listening. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, let me know what you think down in the comment section. If you like what you heard or you have any questions or suggestions or would like to leave a financial contribution, you can at thetruthwithtrinity.com. You can also listen to my podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor. And always remember, if you can't tell the truth with anyone else, you can with Trinity. Till next time, take care.